This is The Roxanne Show. Get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Roxanne Show. I am so excited to present today's incredible guest, Erin Claire Jones. But before we dive into that, I do want to quickly say thank you to all of you who have taken time to give this podcast a five-star rating review. Honestly, it means so much to me and my team and to all of the new people who get to take in the incredible content that we work our ass off to share in the show. So thank you in advance to anybody else who is going to take a quick moment to go into the show notes, click on the link, and to give this podcast a five-star rating and review. All right, today's episode is truly magic. Erin Claire Jones is a human design expert. If you are not already aware of what human design is, it's this incredible ancient wisdom and modern science that helps to shed light on an individual's energetic makeup. And Erin is such an incredible expert in this space because not only does she understand it so thoroughly, but her ability to communicate all of the complexities that live in human design is above anybody else's I've ever seen truly she really she really is a leader in this space so you're going to learn so much interesting information about human design and if you haven't already you know learned what your profile is um, you're going to want to head over to Erin's website she offers an incredible blueprint that is so so valuable that gives you super in-depth information about your specific human desire profile. You definitely want to go to Instagram and start following her as well if you don't already because her content that's all centered in in you know human design is also so so powerful. You know, I mean the 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 whole premise behind the show is for you to become more self-actualized, right? To live from your fullest potential. So to gain this insight about your unique self is really a powerful tool that helps to facilitate that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think. Tag us if you share it on your stories and Instagram. And now on to the show. So I'm so, I'm really excited to be here with you, Erin, because you, you know, human design is really special. I, I've, I've always been a very introspective individual. I've been writing my whole life. Um, specifically a diarist in my journal. And this has really helped me to cultivate a very deep, um, special relationship with myself. And also, I've always had this connection to the mystic within me. And when I, I, astrology was like the first kind of, um, almost like a portal for me to start to understand myself more. And you know, I mean, that was that was a long, long time ago. And I think when I, I can't remember when human design came into my experience, but it's been a few years now. And I'm fascinated with, with it. And especially because I'm so, um, energy is life, right? And so human design, I know, and I'm going to learn so much more and all of us um, tuned in, we'll learn so much more through you about exactly what that really means. So I... I specifically wanted to talk to you because I love your energy and your ability to communicate all things human design. So this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm I'm so honored to be here. So thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm so yes. excited to dive into all the things with you. 
Thank you. Well, I, I am so curious. How did this come into your life? It was very unexpected. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever could have anticipated that I would build a career or business around human design, you know, a system that I had never heard of growing up. Um, but it was 2015. I was living in New York City and I was at a friend's gathering and sat next to a stranger and he asked to read my human design chart. And I had never heard of the system, but you know, I like, I think many of us was curious. I was like, okay, tell me what it says, you know? Yeah. And he gave me this little mini reading and it was the most accurate, confronting thing I'd ever heard. Accurate because I never had somebody put me into words so specifically and so insightfully. Yeah. And confronting because I was not living my design at all. Mm. And so I just felt very called forward, called out because I was like, oh, I I so hear you. And my God, I've been running away from this for a long time. Um, And he actually ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. Mm. And I think we're meant to do it together. It was like such a cosmic moment. And human design is not predictive. You know, he was not reading my chart in the future sense. He was just reading, I guess, my potential and his gut feeling about it. And so he became my first teacher. And so that's how the journey began. And it was at a time where human design was not popular. It was not cool. So the first couple of years were rough and wonderful. Um, It's amazing that it's grown and popular in the way that it has, but um, it was not like that when I started. Wow. That's really special. And you, I I learned that you're a projector. So that was like the ultimate invitation, right? (laughs) Ultimate invitation. You know, it was just so funny looking back because I don't think I could have even processed it then. Yeah. But it was just somebody being like, you would be good at this. Do you want to do this? And I was like, yes, I do. You know, and it was just like, it's so funny looking back because that conversation that evening totally shifted the course of my life, you know, because he was like left town the next day. Really? You know, it's just, it's wow. wild that we can have moments like this that just yeah. so much. What were you doing before career-wise? So I was working for a bunch of different startups in the city. You know, oh, wow. I was doing a lot of biz dev and community and marketing. And I was just like in this very entrepreneurial space. I had written my thesis on impact-driven entrepreneurship. So oh, wow. I was really like into that world. Um, But I was, you know, so much of my human design is about not being a doer. And I was in a world of like the ultimate doers. And so I was just like, I could do this. I can keep up. And I was, you know, I was 25. So I was doing my best. Um, But also, you know, I think that I could feel that like, while I was actually having a lot of fun, I didn't feel like I was leveraging or aligning with my real gifts. Yeah. Do you feel like the 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 there's been some like taking from what you were doing before skill transfer now added to all all facets of your business now, especially with human design? Because I know you're also a leadership coach and you speak and you support in that way too. And I just kind of threaded that together that that could have been mm-hmm. right like a great synergistic. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it's how it started in so many ways because what compelled me initially was that human design could be such a powerful tool in teams. Mm -hmm. So I had come from all these amazing startups with amazing ideas, but it felt like the teams were quite dysfunctional. And my orientation was always like towards the people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why don't they get each other? You know, and I often become kind of the person that people would like vent to and speak to. So I think when I discovered human design, I was like, oh, this is the tool Mm -hmm. that people can use to understand each other better in a work setting. And so those first two years of my business, I was exclusively focused on human design for business. And then Mm -hmm. I broadened my world in 2017. So yes, it totally, it totally, you know, that gift and my kind of entrepreneurial world before is what really brought me into human design. That's amazing. I'm so curious to the origin of like, where does human design even come from? 
Totally. Very mystical story. Um, Yes. Um, Human design has been around since 1987. So it's relatively recent. And the founder's name was Ra Uhuruhu. He's no longer alive, but basically he had a very mystical experience where he was walking home one night in Ibiza and heard a voice. And the voice was like, it's time to work. And for basically eight eight days and eight nights, he channel the information, meaning he just received all this information. And and, and as he received it, it was very much like, this is a quantum system, it pulls from astrology and Kabbalah and I Ching and quantum physics and all the things. And then he spent the next 20 years building it out. So like just a very wild origin story because it is not a thing that came from like somebody studying people. It was like a much more mystical place and it does draw on a lot of very ancient systems. So while it's new, it's also ancient. But I think I just want to kind of caveat that by saying, you know, I have never seen a system as accurate and specific as this one. And Mm -hmm. I also like what matters most to me with the people that I work with is Mm -hmm. like that the information is useful and not that it's true. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're hearing this and you're like, oh my, this is a little bit out there. This feels Mm -hmm. a little bit wild. Like I would just remind you, like, I never try to convince people of anything. Like if you're inspired, like listen and see if it resonates and see if it feels useful and like just play with that because I have gone into so many corporations and work with so many skeptics. and. My experience is that like they really don't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then the more they hear, they're like, okay, just tell me. I just like need to know everything because like the only way you can know this is that you've been like reading my diary for three years, you know? So it is so specific. But anyways, what, no, again, I what love that. whether it's useful, but very mystical story. That is so cool. I had no idea. It reminds me of the Gene Keys a bit, you know, Richard Rudd. Totally. He, Right. He channeled and the gene keys are gnarly. <laughs> like that's a whole totally. nother vortex loop. You know, and I think there's actually a lot of synergy with human design. Um, and I want to validate to say, like, especially, you know, I got your incredible blueprint, which I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about, but um, which just gave me even more um of this feeling of holy shit, this is some next level accuracy. I mean, there are like specific words. No. Like wholeness, like, you know, because I'm independent or whatever. And so I have a natural yeah. sense of wholeness. Wholeness is a word that is, and I'm a writer. And so I'm very, I just, I love words. I'm a logophile. And, but that words are energy, you know? And so when I read that, and there's so many other examples I can give, but I'm just like, wow, this is a real, I feel like it's a window inside of my being, you know, human design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe let's let's so get like, what's a good definition or um you can maybe like layman's terms of what human design is for for those who are not familiar. Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're uniquely wired to thrive whether it's in how you work, cultivate relationships, just life in general. I think like you said, it is so highly specific. And so it just gives us each our own unique roadmap to finding more flow in our lives. And I think that, you know, there are, you know, the blueprint, which I know we'll talk about, like Mm -hmm. there are hundreds of thousands of possible blueprints. Like it's not a thing where you're like, oh, you and I have the same thing. Like we're all so different. And I will just say, what drew me to human design is that is it is equal parts mystical and practical. Like it is based on our birth information, but the information it gives us is so practical, so useful, so implementable in our daily lives. And I feel like that is the thing that people often love the most. For sure. I personally, I love that the most too. And I know, you know, for as a woman who's here mentoring other women to live from their most, most, most authentic self to Uh, live from their highest state of vitality and unconditional self-love. It's really all my work is centered in self-mastery and self-actualization. 
And to me, I, I, I take human design and I'm like, this is an actual real-time tool that is easy to put into practical use to support an individual to move through their self-mastery and to live a more self-actualized life. And this is, yeah. it's really important because this, the stuff that I talk about, I mean, it's like psychology and so, you know, it's, it, it could be hard for people to grasp, like, what are the tools outside of, okay, I need to take care of my body and it. But when mm-hmm. we're talking about energy specifically, I think mm-hmm. this is a one of the best tools I've ever come across, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I think absolutely. And I just think it's such a cool tool to, like, help us find more flow in our lives. Because I think when we really understand how our energy works and how it interacts with the world around us, we just know how to work with it. It's like human design just gives us like the operating manual. Like my experience is that it never tells anyone anything new. It just like gives them a language for things they've always felt, but often never trusted. And so when they hear it, they're like, oh yeah, that is how it works. I've been really trying to do all the other things. Now I can just lean into that. Yeah. And you know, because I'm always speaking about the the authentic self and you know, authentic self is not my name and where I come from. Like all this stuff has been given to you. Your authentic self is, and I have a whole framework around this, but you know, like your core beliefs, your leading attributes, your guiding principles, you know, your core values, your boundaries, your standards, right? That's my actual framework. And how do you really get to know all this information about you? You know, you have to really spend time with yourself. But I really believe that when we are living from our most authentic self, we're also living from our highest self, right? And Mm -hmm. You to understand yourself is is the goal, right? And then to be operating from that expression of you. And human design, I feel, and I'd I'd love to kind of tease out some, you know, of the the aspects of what human design is with you, but I feel like human design really helps you to understand yourself. So it's a power tool, especially for me and yeah, everything that I talk about. Can we talk about mm-hmm. like some of the aspects? So I know that there's, um, or wherever you want to go, but you know, I have questions around like, what is authority and, you know, the mm-hmm. numbers and geek out on yeah. some of that stuff. Oh my gosh, of course. There are so many aspects to our chart, you know, and, and they're all useful in their own ways. Um, and I think also to your point, I feel like you know, when we are self-aware and doing the work of understanding ourselves, human design often just validates that, yeah. you know, where it's like, you have discovered that and human design's like, yes, you discovered that. Like, this is just like another kind of fast track to remembering that. Um, so, you know, to your question, there are so many different aspects of the chart. You know, one really key area is type. There are five different types. Mm-hmm. Um, the piece that you just mentioned, authority, is one of my favorite parts. And we can talk about that first, which is mm. around how we make decisions, mm. which is such an actual piece because we're all making decisions every day. Yeah. Um, the numbers piece, there are lots of different numbers, but one of the coolest numbers pieces is something called the profile, yeah. which really speaks to kind of how to best align with our purpose and magnetize people to us. We can also speak about that. But let's talk about authority. Yes. So there are seven different authorities. And if you want to look up your chart, you can at humandesignblueprint.com and look for the Mm -hmm. inner authority piece. And they basically, like I said, speak to how we can make decisions in the most aligned way. Mm -hmm. And none of us are meant to make decisions from a hyper kind of rational, logical place. Mm -hmm. It's meant to come from a deeper, more intuitive knowing, but we all have different ways of accessing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use you as an example yes, first. Thanks. So your authority is also, is called sacral or trust your gut. Mm-hmm. It means that you are meant to make decisions in the moment based on your gut feeling. 
It is a visceral belly feeling that will either pull you towards or away from something. Mm -hmm. And once you get that full body, yes, there's no need to wait, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you do wait, you might talk yourself out of it because you get in your head and question (laughs) that gut knowing. Um, And it is, it's just like this kind of like expansion in your belly when it's a yes. Mm -hmm. And for these people, it's like, if you're getting like a full body gut, yes, again, there's no need to wait. But if it's anything but that, it's often not the right thing or not the right time yet. And one of the most powerful ways to help you access the gut response is to have the people around you ask you very specific questions. Uh So being like, hey, do you want to do this or this? Go here or here. And it's a really beautiful way to kind of help drop you out of your head and into your gut feeling. I love that. There's a reel that I put up not that long ago where I'm talking about when you have to make a hard decision, like what do I do? And what what has been very helpful is, you know, I close my eyes and I imagine going this way or going that way. And if I feel contracted in any sense, then it's a no. Yeah. If I feel expanded, then I know it's a yes. Even if it's something that makes me nervous, but nervous and excitement, right? Same kind of physiological feelings. Yeah. So you have to be able to discern that. But the nervous um, can still give you a feeling of excitement, right? That expands you. But I love that you, because it's so true in my world, clearly. Um, And it it reminds me of like, when I moved from Hawaii, I lived in Hawaii for years, it's forever home. And when I moved to New York City, I touched down to New York for the first time and I fucking knew. I knew it. I can see this. I was like, I have to live here. I have to live here. And I had no clue. I had never, I didn't know anybody. And I moved there a month later and it would become home for years. So again, just validating. And that's a big move (laughs) to move from Hawaii to New York and not know anybody. Yeah. Totally. But it is like, that is the gut, you know, and it's often not until, not until a thing is presented that you'll know it's for you or not. And Mm. so like the fact that like New York was there and you landed there and you're like, this is it. Yeah. You know, or the fact that you're like, oh, like maybe Aaron on the podcast. Oh, now's the time. It's like, I think it has to be like presented into your world. And then it's like, yes or no. I love that. That's Um, helpful actually to learn. Oh, good. Some of the other options are some people are meant to sleep on things. They might have an instinct like yours, but they've got to like sleep on it and give themselves a beat before they say yes. Mm. Um, Some people are meant to kind of trust their intuitive insight in the moment. It's often like a quiet whisper, not that kind of visceral gut feeling, but more just like a resonance or tingles they feel. Some people must talk things out. It's not often not until they say a thing out loud that it will become true or clear for them. Um, some people have to like trust what they're motivated by, like what they have the willpower to do, like what they feel like their heart is fully in. Some people are meant to give themselves a full 30 days before they make a big decision. Wow. You know, to really kind of disentangle what's not theirs from what is and kind of land in their truth. And so again, we all just have such a different way of accessing our truth. And it's such a great tool to understand ourselves better, but to also understand people around you because you have the capacity for fast Mm decision-making, but you might be surrounded by people that need more time than you, you like we are, you know? And so just being aware of that, we're like, oh, nothing's wrong with them. We just have different ways of finding our truth and accessing what feels right. Oh yeah, no, it's so empowering. I'm so curious. I don't know what my assistants, um, but I, I feel like she's either a reflector or a projector. Um, Cause yeah, I am, and this is, I'm very fasty. Clearly I'm like, can't even finish my sentence, but I'm, and yeah. I'm also, a <laughs> I'm also a double Gemini, sun and rising. And I, I, I wondered about that. Like, do you, do you think that there's anything about, you know, the connection between an astrological sign and human design? Like, is there any kind of crossover or do they, complement each other in some ways? 
Totally. I do think they complement each other and astrology feeds into human design. You know, so many of these different systems do. Um, there are not like specific correlations where it's like, if you're, you know, you're this human design, this is your, yeah, you know, sure. this is your sun sign or your moon sign or anything like that. Um, but I do find they really complement each other. I've co-hosted retreats with, you know, astrologers and also with, you know, Enneagram experts. And it feels like all the systems just offer new insight. And I've done so many human design sessions for astrologers and it's always so fun because they're always like, what is this? You yeah, know, in the sure. same way that like, I look at a natal chart, I'm like, what is that? Um, <laughs> but I do find that they're so complimentary, just, just different and offer us different insight, but, but, but very complimentary supportive insight. Yeah. Each other. Okay. That's, that's cool to, ner- to, to learn. And then, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go into the numbers. The... Let's talk about the numbers. Okay. Yeah. So the numbers are a piece of our design called profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are 12 different profiles, but they're made up of six different numbers. So I'll kind of briefly just go through the six different numbers. And so just, so if you guys look up your profile, those listening, if you're a three, five, like you, you would want to listen to the three and the five. If you're a four one, listen to the four and the one, six two, six two, you understand. Yeah. So for those that have a one in their profile, these people are very natural investigators. They're really here to kind of dive deep into things and investigate and just be like real researchers and experts and authorities in what they do. And so it is so important for them to follow their curiosity and build a strong foundation of knowledge and what they love. Mm-hmm. You know, that's often where they thrive, where they're like, I know what I'm talking about. My foundation is strong and I have so much to share. Um, for those of the two in their profile, they're very natural hermits. It does not mean they're meant to hermit all the time, but time alone <laughs> is such a healthy, restorative thing for them. But they also bring a lot of innate talent and genius, whatever it is they do. So my recommendation for them is to lean into what comes easily and naturally and to trust that like that's where you offer the most value. I had a session yesterday with somebody who had always made herself so wrong for that. Mm. She's like, what comes easy must, I can't do that. It's just like too easy, but it's like, no, no, that's exactly what you're meant to do. Yeah. Um, threes. So you're three. Yes. Um, it me, have you dug into this before? I did. I mean, is it the martyr and the heteric or like the oh, three? Heretic, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't use that language because I don't feel like it's super empowering, but I'll oh, tell you cool. that yeah. Thank martyr. you for that. I was like, that's good to know, actually. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't really connect with that, but okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The three is around the fact that you are somebody who learns by doing. Mm -hmm. Like you are here to get your hands dirty. It's like not until you try try a thing for yourself that you'll actually believe it. Um, And things might get messy at times. You know, you're (laughs) kind of here to make me laugh. Yeah, you're kind of here to make mistakes. You're like, oh, that didn't work. Cool. Like, what are all things I I learned from that? And how can I keep growing and evolving? And like, as you get older, things will become, I think, less messy because you'll just become more discerning and and smarter. Mm -hmm. But you're also somebody who is meant to be so rich in wisdom because you've tried it, you've done it, you've experienced it, and you have so much wisdom to share. And I love that you have a podcast because so much of the gift of these people is their own personal journey. Mm -hmm. Like the things that you've been through, the things you learn, the successes, the failures, all of it are meant to be such sources of inspiration and insight for other people. Thank you for saying that. And yeah, I know in the blueprint too, there's this, um, I I can't remember what it's tied to, but there was something specific about even my voice. And so I thought that that was really, really cool. You know, just kind of, for sure. Also, let me just say this. I can speak with conviction because I'm speaking from true experience, (laughs) you know, and that is, that's been my journey. That's, yes. it's just the way that I roll, you know? So I, I, again, this is where you just, you go, holy shit, like, this is so real. 
Yeah, you're just doing it. And I've sat with so many clients with this that are writing like research-based books and like they're feeling really stuck mm-hmm. because they haven't like integrated their own story in at all. And then they realize once they kind of bring their own story in and like allow their own experience to have value and to trust that it's valuable for other people, like everything flows. Yes. So like there's just such a, your story, what you've been through, what you've experienced is meant to be so supportive and impactful for other people. And again, like we often say for these people, for people with a three, that there's like no such thing as a mistake because like everything that doesn't work brings you closer to what does. And so your job is to just stay oriented towards like, what did I learn? How can I keep growing? That's exactly how I receive. I mean, I don't even look at it unless you're just repeating the same thing over and over. But even in that, you you know, there's a pattern that maybe is going to give you some information that's important, but there, any mistake or kind of fail has always been um, data that's very, very useful. Totally. Yeah. And it's just such a helpful perspective to have. And also one other thing I see that with, for people with a three is that mm-hmm. like sometimes they will hold themselves back from putting something into the world because they're like waiting for it to be perfect. Mm. And I think my reminder for them is like, it is not until you put it in the world that you will learn all the things you need to start perfecting it and making it better, you know? And so it's just like putting it out there is what gives you the lessons to keep growing. So just giving yourself permission, which I feel like you've done that, but just as a reminder for those listening. No, I, well, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty much like, just fucking go. (laughs) Great. You are meant to be that way. As long as your gut is giving you a yes, just put it out there. Um, So then we've got fours. Fours are very, you know, rooted in their community. You know, it's all about having the right relationships. You know, their relationships create opportunities. So the quality of their relationships will inform the quality of their life. This does not mean they must have a huge community. It just means they must have the right one. Mm. These are often people that are working with friends. You know, their clients are people that were former colleagues. Like, it's just like they are meant to really influence and inspire people that they know. Mm-hmm. Um For those with fives, so this will also be you. Mm -hmm. Um, Fives are the heretic, you know, is the the traditional language. But the idea is is behind that is that you are here to bring a very innovative, unconventional and different perspective to the world. Mm -hmm. You are here to see and do things quite differently. And you're also really here to solve problems in your own unique way. And, And these people often come in offer a solution no one has thought of, solve a problem in a way no one else has, and then kind of like remove their energy and then kind of come back in. So (laughs) you are not meant to be solving problems all the time. You're like, come in, save the day out, you know, come back in in a little bit. (laughs) I have more to fear, but I think you've got to respond to this. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so revealing. (laughs) That is so fucking me. Do you feel that? A hundred percent. First of all, I call it, you know, it ties into this idea that I've given myself that I, I came downloaded with the fucking Maverick gene. Because since birth, I'm just like, I'm going this way. Whatever way just feels yeah. my way is the way that I go. And it's mm. what's given me so much of the wisdom and the, you know, experience that then now I'm able to contribute with. And I oh. am able to process things in a way that um, is unique and, and and also communicate it in a way where it can resonate. And that's something that I, when I, before I started the podcast, one of the reasons why I started the podcast was because being reflective and introspective, I've, I've just captured so many times throughout my life where people are like, whoa, fuck, how, the way I've shown them something about themselves mm-hmm. or their lives or whatever. And I was like, ooh, and then it sticks. I'm like, well, maybe we should just like do more of this, but like out there, you know? So yes. that, um, but the the part about in and out is so interesting and it kind of, there's other parts in the blueprint, but I am very um, introverted. I love, I need time with just me to 
replenish. I don't really run in a pack, which is not to say that I don't have community or, you know, a, like a tribe, it's, you know, council. It's just that I'm very, <laughs> I live a very reflective life. So that means a lot mm-hmm. of time with just, so I don't know. I connected that dot like, hey guys, I'm here totally. and I'm out. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And like, and really being in your own space. And honestly, you're also like very sensitive in many ways. So I have to imagine and very independent. And so like, it feels like time and space alone is also a way to release all that's not yours and also be in your own energy and independent flow, which is such a natural place for you to be. That is, again, you're just like hitting it because, you know, I'm definitely more, um, the word empath is so funny and I never even, yeah, I won't even get into that. But yes, I have very um, strong ability to feel people's energy. Like, on a whole nother level. And it doesn't mean I become your energy, but I'm still engaging with it. So, and that's, there's beauty in that. That's a gift. It's also kept me safe in my life. There's a lot that comes with that. But you are so right when you say that that time for myself is so that I can kind of release anything so that I can get back into just my... into me energy exactly it just like release and reconnect and I think one other thing I want to share about the five is that it's really easy for people to kind of project things onto you and it can be really positive projections like people can see possibility in you be like oh you can help me like maybe you could be my friend like do this thing whatever it is like and so much of your work is not getting swept away by other people's ideas of you or projections of your expectations of you and just staying really connected to like what feels like you. And it feels like you do that. I'm like, I'm going to do what feels true for me. And like, if it's not what you expected or not what you wanted, that's fine. But I think often these people can struggle if somebody has a vision for them and they kind of start fulfilling that vision and then realize down the road that like that was never their vision, right. you know? And so just kind of taking time to make sure that what you're saying yes to is coming from your gut and not other people's visions of you. I love, I mean, that really, I love it. It connects so much with, again, the authenticity piece that is always a part of the conversation with me. Yeah. So I exactly. love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And then the last profile line, the six. These people are very natural role models and teachers, really good at kind of taking the higher perspective, seeing things from a more kind of opti- optimistic lens, a wider lens. Um, but often they live their life in three phases. So kind of the mm-hmm. early first 30 years is meant to be trial and error galore. Mm-hmm. 30 to 50 is often a time of kind of pulling back, seeing things from more perspective, with more perspective. And they are meant to hit their prime when they turn 50. Mm-hmm. And it's not because there's anything to wait for, which I know is tempting to kind of feel that, but it's more that things are meant to keep getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And they are meant to become such role models because they're just such embodied examples of authenticity that they inspire others to be themselves by just being themselves, their own self so, so fully. So as a, as a six line, I will just say that like, I really come to see it as just a thing to look forward to that. It's just like meant to keep getting better and better and better. And that feels really exciting. That is exciting. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah, I love that because I love living that with that perspective just in general. I'm 45 now. And I, I mean, my twenties were cool. My thirties were cool, but like forties are fucking kicking ass. Like it just feels great. (laughs) You know? I love it. Yes. And I think that like, I do believe in so many ways, like that's just meant to be true for all of us. Yeah. You know, it's like such a core piece of being a six, but we all have that. And like, to just feel like we're just becoming like more and more embodied and more and more authentic and more and more ourselves with time. Like, and I do feel like, especially the line people with sixes, but honestly, everyone, like so many of the people that I sit with are in their forties and they're kind of just like in a phase of their life where like, 
they're letting go of anything that's not fully aligned. Yeah. They're just going to reach a point where they're just like, nope, nope, nope. No. Like I was tolerating it. And then like I hit my forties and I was like, no, thank you. And it's just really cool to see. It is so true. You just, you just don't, you know, people are like, I don't have time. I'm like, cool time. I think it's energy. Cause again, everything yeah. is energy, right? So yeah. it's like, what do you really want to be, you know, playing with energetically in your lives? Because that's really creating your reality. No? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Where are you actually putting your energy? Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. it. What um what are some of are there anything because I, mean, I know that there's so many facets of um, you know, yeah. human design chart, but is there anything else that just kind of really sticks out that you think would be good to highlight? Well, why don't we talk briefly about the types just to kind of give people Oh yeah, types. Yeah. Types. Forgot about maybe. That. maybe. <laughs> uh, well, again, there's so I much. Forgot about that. Type, type is cool. You yeah, know, type, type is, is cool. Where we are. I'm sorry. There are five types, um, but I'm glad we went into other pieces first because I think, you know, while types are really useful and they help us know how to use our energy, sometimes we can get so swept away in that that we forget all the other nuances there are that yeah. kind of like give us the full picture of our design. So um, there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, manifestors. I'll touch briefly on each of them, but maybe I'll just talk about yours a little bit more in depth to kind sure. of give people a taste. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with you, manifesting okay. generators. So, and you're like the purest form, pure, pure manifesting generator. Um, basically means that you are somebody who is here to be a doer. You've got such powerful vitality and energy to kind of like unleash onto the world. Um, and so much of your work, like you just said, is around being very discerning about where you put your energy. Mm -hmm. Because when you are lit up by what you're doing, it is like the most magnetic, uplifting thing for you and everyone around you. You will get so much more energy and everyone around you is like, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're really kind of depleted, drained, saying yes to everything, it's exhausting for you and also kind of projects sluggishness. So I would say, such a big lesson for you is prioritizing your own satisfaction and seeing that not as a selfish choice, but as the most important one. As a manifesting generator specifically, you're meant to be quite multi-passionate. You are not meant to have a very linear career. You <laughs> might find that it's like this and then this and then this, like you've got to like move fast. Like you said, you might like want to be free to move in your, be in your flow. Nobody's getting in your way. Like, and like, you just need that permission because you are here to pivot and reinvent yourself. And you're not really here to stick with one thing forever. Like you're just too vast for that. Yeah. And I would say, finally, as a manifesting generator, as much energy as you have to unleash, you are not meant to chase after anything. Yeah. You know, the right things are meant to show up in your world and your gut will let you know whether they're correct for you or not. And if the timing is right for you or not, but mm -hmm. you know, you've got a very powerful, active mind in your design, very logical mind. I can imagine it's like you can figure out all the things, but like, it's just not meant to guide you. So really letting your gut guide you, but just knowing that you are magnetic and the right things will show up. And your work is to trust that and not chase. I've been journaling my entire life and it's helped me to develop the most empowered, loving, and trusted relationship with myself. Journaling is a powerful tool that helps you to gain more self-love and self-confidence. It can help you get unstuck when you need clarity the most. And it helps you to powerfully move through any and all of your life challenges. It's a pathway to manifesting your biggest desires in life while creating an unbreakable relationship with your authentic self. I created You Are The Path, a guided and illustrated journal to help you gain all of this in your own life. In this seven by 10 mystical journal, you get a personal introduction and final thoughts message from me, seven guided and illustrated sections with line pages and five thought-provoking journal prompts, seven empowering quotes from me, you get one freestyle creative section full of blank pages for drawing and sketching, 
and you get the beautiful artwork designed by talented artist Emerald Paget. There are 120 pages of pure possibilities waiting for you in this journal. You Are the Path was born to help you create, discover, and illuminate the path that is you. It's, oh my gosh, I have a couple things to say. It's And it's so special to hear it again from you because the way you communicate these messages. Um, I, my, you know, again, I'm in my 40s, so 15 years of my career life prior to this, I was a celebrity makeup artist. And before that, I did events and I worked in the music industry. And like, you know, so after, and when, straight from high school, I moved to Quiet to Surf. <laughs> like, I just want to... Nice. I, mean, I love like, that. You know that was, what I mean? Like, I was that's like, amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, and I like I've so here I've lived Kauai, Oahu, uh, Paris, New York, L.A., Las Vegas. The, you know, and they're all fucking destination cities, but these are all homes have been homes to me. And I, you know, I always go wherever I feel the most expansive. That's that's mm-hmm. always been my my thing. And in terms of work, what's so special and validating is. I'm I love to get in it, but I gotta be in it to get in it, right? So if it's yeah. something that I don't feel like I can be fully uh, like first of all self-expressed and like get involved with, then then it becomes something that is really taking from me and doesn't have that exchange. So um, you know, historically in my in my career life and before I had a career and the jobs, it was still it was always that like, where can I be? fully expressed and really give myself because in that giving, I know that I will contribute my my highest, my best to the whole picture. And when I felt at any moment that it just was no longer like lighting me up, I fucking moved. And so, and that, but that's like, you know, a lot of people can see that I just always was okay with it because I was like, whatever. But a lot of people can see that as like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Am I very fleeting? Can I not be grounded and stick to something? So I think this is, again, why human design and learning about yourself in this way is really important because it's your, it's empowering. It's, it's, it's yeah. yeah. It's, you know. Totally. And like, and I, and I love that you shared that because I think so often manifesting generators specifically have been made to feel flaky, yeah. like they're doing too much, like they can't commit. And like, they are meant to try on and let go of many things. This is so a part of who they are. And I can't tell you how many ones I've sat with who reflected that as kids, their parents made them so wrong for not choosing just one thing. And I sat with a dad with a manifesting generator daughter, and he was like, literally expressed to me, he was like, I'm so frustrated. Like she's like trying the cross and softball and soccer. And like, she's just not choosing one. And I'm like, oh my God, she's doing it perfectly. Oh. You know, she's doing it perfectly, you know? And he was just like, what? Because yeah. like so much of his design was choosing one thing. Yeah. And so I do believe it's like, you are meant to be so multifaceted. And I just love that you've given yourself that permission to pivot because it's such an integral part of being a manifesting generator. Um, so cool. And and also like the transferred skills that's like you were talking about earlier. Yes. It's like every experience, if you're drawn to, it will give you a thing that you bring into the next one or into like, you know, one, five, five years from now. But exactly. the point is like, you might not uh, not always know how the things weave together, how like the fact that you are a surfer and makeup artist like contribute to you hosting this podcast, but like they do. They do. And, like, and also you don't even know exactly how they do and that's fine. Yeah. You know, and so it is just, it's so important to know to just give them, give these people permission to kind of be 
all those things. Yeah, I love it. And I love the challenge that, you know, about waiting and, you know, because that, that I think when you when I learned that just from reading the blueprint and listening to you, I would say that because um, I'm such a doer and I'm such a, you know, uh, but I, so like I will pursue, <laughs> but I can see how that could be something where we have to kind of work with a little bit. I'm going to do a private session with you. We'll dive into all oh, that. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that like it is. Yeah, I I will just acknowledge that it is not easy. Yeah, but it's like it is the it is the way of entering things that often lets you know that like yes, this thing is right. Yeah. And like if it's entered into from a more mental place, it's so easy for like the energy to kind of dwindle mm-hmm. and just like not be able to sustain it. But like when you let it come to you and trust your gut, and then you like unleash yourself fully, then it's like no one can stop you. Yeah, so cool. Okay. So some of the other types Mm -hmm. are generators have a lot of similarity here. Very natural doers as well. The difference here is they're not really designed to be quite as like multi-passionate. They might kind of prefer being like, I'm going to dive deeply into this one thing. And then this thing, there's a very kind of steady, masterful, committed energy to them, but such vital buzzing, you know, uplifting people to be around. Like when they're lit up by what they're doing, like you can't help but want to be around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, like you, are meant to let things come to them and wait for that gut feeling to kind of spark before they go after something. Projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to consistently do. Mm-hmm. You know, we may find that our energy ebbs and flows, you know, and taking space and rest and ease in our days is so important. And a big lesson for us as projectors is just knowing that our gift is really how we see and not how much we do, you know, and knowing that there's such an innate sensitivity to and wisdom, sensitivity to and wisdom about people that you carry as a projector. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're here to be invited into things, you know, mm-hmm. like you shared at the beginning, like my invitation into human design was like, an ultimate invitation for me, yeah. you know, but when I think about all my career opportunities, it was somebody being like, Aaron, I want you. And it was just like, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, but like it was not chasing, you know, but, and I think a big part of my role as a projector has been letting myself be seen and making myself visible. So the right people can kind of resonate with my energy and come in, you know? And so that's really been my journey. And then we've got manifestors. Um, very disruptive, innovative, provocative forces mm. here to kind of like initiate and get the ball rolling, not here to do all the doing to keep it alive, but just to kind of start the thing, mm. light the fire. Um, they often are people that thrive with freedom, autonomy, control, like not really here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Their energy is very bursty where they're like on fire for a few weeks, few days, few hours, and then have to kind of pull back and rest. Um, and they are here to initiate. They're not here to wait for anything to come to them. When that urge arises within them, meant to follow it. Finally, we have reflectors. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the rarest type. And I will just say every design is rare because, you know, there's so much nuance to it beyond type. But yeah. Reflectors are our collective mirrors, people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and always kind of taking in and magnifying the energy that they're around. Mm. And so it is so important for reflectors to be such ruthless curators of the people and places they're spending time with and in because they are taking in and feeling so much of that energy. Mm. And they are fluid. They will have days where they feel like manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, generators. And so their job is to honor what feels like them that day and not force consistency. Um, And the last piece that I would share is in the context of business, we call them evaluators because they just see and sense and feel so much that others don't. And so they thrive and they shine when they're in positions where like their perspective is valued and asked for, and they can just kind of share what they see. 
That's got to be my assistant. Paulina, I'm calling you out. I, we're going to do, I'm going to get her a blueprint through you. Oh, but I'm yes. like thinking of that. It's so fun listening to you explain all these, you know, one of my best friends, um, Carrie, she's a generator. One of my other best friends, Matt, he's a projector and they're super into, into yeah. And, and it's fun. Me and Matt, he's like my ultimate thought partner. We talk every day and human design is always a part of the conversation. He's like, I'm a projector. Wow. I need naps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's an entrepreneur. Space. Yeah, it's yeah. a big thing. Yeah, it's so fun. You, I love that. And I think that's also such a good reminder that like, you know, sometimes there'll be business coaches out there. Like say there's a manifesting generator business coach and they're sharing like what worked for them. And somebody like Matt ends up in their course and like Matt's trying to do yeah. it like them. And he's like, this doesn't work for me, you know? So I think it's like, it's such a good reminder that like our human design lets us know how to build businesses and work and enter relationships and parent yes. in ways that are so aligned with who we are. And like, as a projector, it's not about having any less success. It's about showing us a new way to success, a new, more kind of easeful, sustainable way of doing things. I, yeah, it's, again, it's such a powerful tool. And I, I want to ask you, um, so I, in self-mastery and really self-actualization, these are the attributes that I feel are so um, fundamental if, you know, to live into your self-mastery and have a self-actualized life. Self-awareness, self-love, self-trust, um, self-confidence. And then this is one that I, I don't know if I've invented necessarily, but I just don't hear it out there much. But it's it's like the precursor to self-love in this framework that I have, which is just self-connection, right? And so that's mm -hmm. almost encompassing all of this. But what I want to ask you is, can you... Can you just kind of talk about a little bit where how you can see human design and maybe some of the stuff has already been addressed, but I'd just love for you to just speak on this specifically. So if we were thinking about self-awareness, how does human yeah. design help you with your self-awareness levels? Yeah, I mean, so deeply, I think it just helps you understand it's like a self-knowledge tool, you know, like mm -hmm. it just gives you a manual to like how you operate best and how to kind of become more aware of some of those tendencies. And I think more than anything else, human design like is an awareness tool because you start to like go about your life and you're like, oh, like this is why this feels hard. And this is why this is really working. And it just like brings language and awareness to things that have been unconscious and under the surface in yeah. ways that allow you to kind of work with them more consciously and more proactively. So I think it brings us so much self-awareness into how we are designed to work at our best and how we can kind of become more aware of our day-to-day -day habits in a way that helps us just operate in more flow and with less resistance. You know, when I was going through the blueprint, there's shadow aspects, right? Yeah. And what was so cool for me as a lifelong writer, and I have my almost all of my life, not fully, but almost all of it journaled, and I'm reading the shadows and I'm kind of going through the pages where you know, like in my 20s, especially where I was like, oh, look, you were hanging out in some shadow over there, but you transcended, totally. you moved through mm -hmm. it. So it was so cool to see, like to know the shadow, to know that yeah. contrast. And then for me specifically, which is why I, everybody, I'm, I'm like the queen of fucking journaling here, like journal, journal, journal. Um, And in your blueprint, I love the questions that you you offer because they're really like prompts, you know, I, totally. right. And so people can journal them, but that, you know, really correlates back to the self-awareness piece too. I mean, like I was able to see like, wow, look over there. You really were operating, you know, a lot of times in the shadow space, whereas like now yeah. you've, you know, transcended that. So cool. 
But I, but I, I love that reflection. And I think that like, that is, again, if you're self-aware already, it's like, you're going to read those and you're like, oh, I recognize when I did that. And I really learned from that. And it just validates that. But like, I think with human design, like there's no good or bad, you know, you yes. don't look at a chart and you're like, you're bad, you know, right. or, or this thing, it's more, there's potential. And there are areas where you can live in the shadow of each piece and the wisdom. And I think becoming aware of what those shadows are, because I still get pulled into shadow all the time, but yeah. like, because I know what it is, I'm like, ah, uh-huh, yes. it's you like know, an I anchor. So much, yeah, so I can move out of it so much more quickly, yeah. you know? And so I would just say that like the shadow piece is just a really useful tool because I think it helps us um, transform and take action kind of when, when we notice those things arise. Yeah. And something that just came to my mind too is how epic is this tool to help an individual expand their consciousness? Consciousness is a big part of the conversation with me. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we're here to ascend. We're here to, yeah. I, I fully believe that, to continuously, you know, expand our consciousness. And I know that the people in my life that I get down with the most, most are people who are more expanded in their consciousness. And I'm not grading or in my world, there's no good or bad or it's not that, but it's just, you know, the deeper you know yourself and, and you are living from a more expanded, higher state of consciousness, you are more empathetic. You are not so yeah. self-centric. You're able to be, you know, more compassionate with yourself, with life. So... Um, I find I'm, you know, help human design is a very, very powerful tool to help you expand your consciousness. And again, kind of back to the beginning, you know, these are questions that people ask me, like, well, how, how do you even work on expanding your consciousness, you know? So this is a powerful fucking tool to help you do mm-hmm. that, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. I love that. So yeah. And that. it's just like, and like you said, it just is going to give you so many things to reflect on. Mm-hmm. You know, to just be like, oh, how do I operate? And like, how do I make decisions? And like, how, what am I taking from others in a way that can be so useful? Yeah. And then, so the other, one of the other attributes that I think is really important to pull on here is uh, the connection is self-love. You know, can you talk about how human design, maybe even in your own journey has expanded your own self-love has, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that question. I think that like, I do feel like the more we live into our design, the more we kind of fall in love with ourselves. Like, I think what I really notice with clients um, is like, sometimes they're a little bit like when they first find out their design, they're like, oh, I thought it was something different. Or like, I don't want to be that. Or like, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember a long time client where she was like, I don't know if I want to be this thing, you know? And it was just so funny because like with time, she was like, I am obsessed with who I am. She's like, and it was just like, and she just like fell so deeply in love with it. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. And so like, there's just something I think around knowing ourselves Mm -hmm. and operating according to ourselves and in alignment with who we are that like, I think allows us to love ourselves on a much deeper level. And honestly, ultimately like love others on a much deeper level, because I think human design reminds us how different we are. And I think in doing that, it brings us so much closer together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so whether it's understanding your kids, parents, partners, colleagues, you know, assistance, whatever it is that you're like, Oh my God, I've been so mad at you because you're different. Right. And now that I understand how you operate, like now I know, like I can really, um, support you in being that thing and you can support me in being me. Totally. And that is so yeah. empowering, right? I mean, how many, how many, um, solutions and how many fights are avoided when you can understand an individual versus just only looking at it from this, you know, kind of smaller perspective. Again, it kind of, it's expanding your consciousness, right? So cool. What about self-trust? Oh my God. Also, I mean, self-trust is so amazing because I think that 
specific to the authority piece. Mm -hmm. I feel like so often we have made decisions. We're like looking to others for answers. We're kind of looking to like how others are doing things and trying to emulate that or asking somebody else what we think we should do. And we are not trusting ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've sat with clients and they're like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to leave this relationship or get divorced or leave this job. I'm like, cool. Like, when did you know it wasn't right for you? And they were like, for the minute I entered it, I was like, okay, you know, but then you stayed there for three years, you know? So I just think that like it, and this happens for, to all of us, me included. And I just think that it helps us trust ourselves and how we make decisions. And I think when we know ourselves and know how we make decisions, we can enter into the right opportunities, the right experiences, the right relationships, the right cities in the first place. And it's just like, it saves us so much time you know, yeah. because we just like, we just like have learned to be like, yes, I'll like listen to whatever and sharing, but I know how to access my truth and I trust myself to guide me into the right places. And so I think, you know, one of probably the most magical parts of human design is deepening that self-trust and, and letting people trust themselves specifically in how they make decisions and how they enter into things. Yes, that's so huge. I mean, your decisions are shaping your life. So it's kind of a big fucking deal. It's kind of like a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like like everything, you know? You know, it's funny. So just a little insert here. So I have a a whole thing to drop you in really deep. So I have a relationship with my highest self, my future self. I call her my muse. We meditate every day. She's, yeah, I'm just like super fast forwarding something very deep. Um, But one of the things, uh, one of the qualities about her that I love that is so strong and has been so apparent to me. And it's, you know, it's always this invitation for me to live deeper into is that this is a woman who has made bad ass decisions in her life. So I don't see good or bad. Again, I see empowering or disempowered, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I use the word badass because I just love it. But that, you know, that's really important. So the, the weight of decisions, it, for me personally, like it's it's a big deal. And it's not to be overprotective. Is this the right or the wrong? But it's, again, to pull it back to human design, I think the more that you understand yourself, you know, you're in, in all capacities, then you are in a better position to make more empowered decisions for yep. your life. So I, I love this. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I just make the right decisions. Yeah. And not because like the, the right decisions and like there's a right and wrong that anyone else can assess. It's more that you make decisions because it's what feels right to you and not because it's for any other reason. What are you, are there any um, things about human design that you see out there that we need to debunk or demystify or like? So many. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean yeah. and, and when I say that, it's like, I just think as with all things, you know, how we share a thing is informed by the lens through which we look at at the world. And I think that I really believe in my deepest of hearts that human design is here to be really empowering system and a really useful system and not a disempowering or limiting one. And so I think what, um, besides like all the just like information that's not totally accurate, you know, which Mm -hmm. is inevitable with any system and if it feels useful, take it. But like, it's more the like, that people can't do certain things because of their design or they use their design as an excuse for something. So it's like when people are like, yeah, which it sounds like we're going to talk about. But I think that like, so to the first point, it's like, if somebody's like, yeah, you're a projector and therefore you can't do this, you know, or you're manifesting gender and you can't do this. Like, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like, no, it's like not the point of human design. Like 
it is not meant to tell you what you cannot do. It is meant to tell you how you can do that thing best. Mm. It's like, we can all be leaders, but how we lead is likely going to look really different. We can all be parents if we want, how we can parent can look really, really different. So I think that's one of the biggest things is like this really kind of confining, like you can't do this because you're this. And like, that's just not how it works. It's like, it's all possible for all of us. And we're just meant to discover the way of doing things that works well for us. Um, And then the excuse thing is like, you know, when you're doing that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I have no other way to describe that besides like, you know, if you're doing that, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) if you're like, so I think that like, it would be like, you know, for me, I meant to take my time with decisions. Mm -hmm. Taking my time is not delaying a thing indefinitely. It's giving myself a day or two to see that my excitement sustains. And in my excitement sustains, I meant to go for it. So yeah. it, still, it still requires a lot of courage. But I remember like, <laughs> I had a client years ago. She was like, I'm just like really waiting for clarity on filing my taxes. And I was like, what in the <laughs> world? I was like, it doesn't feel like a decision you're making, one. And like, it's been months, you know? And so like, I just think that like, you will know if you're using it as an excuse to avoid versus like using it as a tool to show up more courageously in your life. I I'm so happy that you said that because I did I had a question. What do you say about this? Because I've 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 listened to some people and it's just it becomes all consuming. Well, I'm you know doing because I'm this you know I can't do this or and I'm like "Mm," it feels Mm. and that's one of the things I love about you, Erin, is that you you know I love your live IGs and just anytime you come on and you're speaking about human design, it is this very empowered. uh, You're not telling anybody what to do. You're just sharing information that invites an individual to think about how they're doing things. And yeah. yeah, And that to me is, is so, I mean, that's, that's, well, first of all, yeah, it's just very inspiring and it's very empowering and it's, it's very inviting for someone like me to want to continue to listen to you because I think anytime someone's just kind of putting lines around, you know, it's this way, it's that way. It's, I don't know, I'm already turned off. (laughs) That's just yeah, I, I feel that deeply, you know, and like, and it was so fun. I did my first live course last year teaching others human design. And like, I had so many people who end up in that course that were actually like came in like super skeptical where they were just like, you know, they were like, I still don't really believe it. This still really freaks me out, but I'm here because like, I feel drawn to it. And also like, I don't feel pressure to believe it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can just like engage with it at my own pace and in my own way. And it was just so amazing to witness their transformation and journey because like they were so meant to be there. And actually many of them are now sharing human design with the world, but like it was because they felt so, they yeah. could just do what they wanted with it and take their time with it. And like, there was no pressure. And so I think the deeper I've gone in the system, the less dogmatic I've become, you know, I'm just like, whatever, if it's useful, great. You know, and I just think that, it allows this system to be so much more accessible and so much more useful than it's ever been. Well, that makes me think of your teacher having the intuitive knowing that you are here to do this because you really, your approach, everything that you just shared really validates why you are real standout in this space and someone Mm -hmm. who is here to deliver this you know, ancient wisdom that is so empowering. Um, so I am, I'm, I'm so grateful for all the work oh. that you're doing, you know, for everything shared in this conversation. And you mentioned that, you know, you, you did a course, um, yeah. last, last fall. And I think you're doing one again that I, I want to jump in on. Again. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I want you there. Yes, I know. I so, um, I'll send you the, the link so you can put in the show notes, but, yes. um, we have a wait list now. We're going to launch a new live course in the fall. Um, 
it's, it's amazing. You know, like yeah. I, I've taken every course I could find out there. And there was, I was so often frustrated by how disempowering they often were, but also like how impractical they were. And so it's been so fun to create an educational experience that is so practical. Like how does this apply to parenting and careers and leadership and relationships and also like so empowering. And yeah. so, um, we've had 300, 300 people go through it so far. We've like taken all those learnings and, I can't wait for this next version. I'm so excited. Yeah, I definitely want to be there. I mean, I could just see how, you know, from my personal life to my career life, you know, yeah. just having this information on a much deeper, profound level, learning from you is is really going to empower me and all of my skills and all of the ways that I'm here to contribute. So yeah, yes. I'm I'm there. So we'll definitely put that in the show notes. And then um, the blueprint, which I'm, mm-hmm. again, just so obsessed with. It's so good. Um, we, we're going to offer a special discount to our listeners and our viewers um, to get that blueprint. And I just, I just, again, I'm so grateful. I think to, to all listeners and viewers, like, who asked me about, you know, how do I do this? How do I get more self-actualized? How do I learn myself more? How do I love myself more? How do I trust myself more? How do I develop more confidence? Understand yourself on very profound levels. And again, I want to just note that the um, questions that you ask in there, you know, I'm, I'm, I have guided journals, like this is what I do. And so I, I was like, these are fucking great. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, if I'm like, I feel like I'm just, I'm a, I'm, I am sharing this blueprint from my, my heart, but if you want to say anything about it specifically to add to it. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, it's been such a labor of love over the years. And so it just, um, it's always so fun to share it. So the blueprint is a totally personalized guide to your unique design. So it's, anywhere between 55 and 70 pages because they're all different, hundreds of thousands of different possibilities here. Um, And it walks you through all the most important pieces of your design in a really practical and empowering way. You know, like what does this look like in real life? What are tools you can actually use to work with it? Um, And it's meant to be a manual all about you that you can keep returning to. I can't tell you how many clients are like, I was having a hard day. I was in a moment of resistance. I went back to my blueprint. I was like, oh yeah, that's why. You know, so it's just meant to be a thing you keep returning to. And it's not only a cool way to understand yourself, it's such a cool way to understand the people close to you. Yeah. People often will have like on their bedside table, like the blueprints of their partner and their two kids, you know, and they're just like opening it every day. So it's really just such a cool manual. And if you're curious to dive deeper in, Mm -hmm. great, great way to do it. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Oh, the discount code is Roxette. Oh yeah. Thank you for saying that. My name. Um, Is there any questions that you haven't been asked when when people come on, when you come on to uh, podcast with others that you think would be great to have asked or, or is there anything, I mean, I know we've talked about a lot of things. Is there any, um, just anything that you'd like to add and, and leave in this amazing conversation that I'm very grateful to have had with you? Yeah. I think the, the piece I would just add is that I want to acknowledge that when you look up your chart, it can be a bit of an overwhelming experience because it's a weird looking thing. It is and weird it's looking. Not, it's not intuitive. You're like, what are the colors and the numbers and the shapes? Like you can tell it's really complicated, but that's basically all the information you get. Um, we did just change it on our site. So now you get like a summary. So it's much more accessible. But like I share that to say that like 
it is complex and it is layered and it doesn't mean you need to learn it all at mm-hmm. once. And that's mm-hmm. the intention of the blueprint is like, you can just keep coming back with time. But I want to just say that like, this is meant to be a system that you experiment with and play with and discover and not a thing you have to memorize. So yeah. I would just like take any pressure you feel to like, remember every single piece and just be like, oh, that was a cool tidbit. Let me just play with that and see what happens, you know? And so like, let this be a, a playground, a sandbox and not a thing that you've got to study. Unless you want to study it and learn human design, in which case come learn with me because it's so fun. But even then, I think we'll be in the playground because I just have that vibe with you. It's just inevitable. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I love it. Thank you so much, Erin. And I know that you also do private sessions as well. That's an offering on your site so people can go there. Um, ErinClaraJones.com, right? Is that Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Yeah. We actually like hit in the private session link, but you can access it through my Instagram. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, And Instagram. Yes, your Instagram. If you don't already follow her on Instagram, you need to follow her on Instagram. Truly, like you, the information there is so valuable. I love your live IGs and just the writing. Again, your unique voice. So, Erin Claire Jones, right? I'm like, yeah, I have you memorized. <laughs> yeah, and and Human Design Blueprint as well. And Human Design Blueprint. All right, love. Well, thank you, thank you so much. And I feel like we have more conversations to have, so to be continued. So, thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to leave us a five star rating and review. 